There's a code I live by. There is? It goes like this. Sometimes the ride can be more exciting than the destination. Oh, yeah, that's. I wish that like had you. been my yearbook quote. I wish it had been. <laughs> Instead, my quote was, please don't hit me. No. Hey, <laughs> well, guess what? I'm bringing up all this for a reason. The 2024 <laughs> Nissan Pathfinder can take you from muddy jungle paths to rolling sand dunes. But it's not about where you go. Don't you get it? In a Pathfinder, the real excitement comes from getting there. Yeah. It's the journey, man. Chase bigger adventures with Pathfinder. Seven drive modes and available intelligent four-wheel drive. Seven drive modes. That's a lot of drive modes. Well, specifically seven, yeah. Yeah. And bring the fun with you with Pathfinder's 6,000 pounds of towing capacity. And I love to tow. 6,000 pounds. What? I like to tow stuff. You don't tow anything. Yes, I do. I'm going to buy a boat tomorrow and tow it. (laughs) I'll never put it in the water, but I'll tow it and I'll use it. I'll tow it in my Pathfinder. Hey, visit (laughs) NissanUSA.com to learn more. Intelligent four-wheel drive cannot prevent collisions or provide enhanced traction in all conditions. Always monitor traffic and weather conditions. Towing capacity varies by configuration. See Nissan Towing Guide and Owner's Manual for additional information. Always secure cargo. You got to secure cargo. There's a lot to say when buying a new home or car, but only one thing to say that can help you protect them. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Hear me? I did. I heard you. And just like that, a State Farm agent will be there to help you choose the coverage you need. You just say that and they show up. They come jumping out of a shrub. Oh, cool. No matter where you are in life, when you need the coverage options, your State Farm agent is there to help on the phone or in person. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Hi, my name is Adam Sandler, and I feel I, I, I'm sad I, about being Conan. Sad? No, no, no. Just because we knew I'm, we've known each other. No, no. Thirty-five years. No, I'm sad because I should give you more. I should give you more. <laughs> Welcome to Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend. And this is a great way to start any episode because just as we counted down, I looked at a little table that's between Sona and I, and I saw that she had her chapstick there and she was really enjoying blowing on her tea. So I picked up the chapstick, tossed it, and it went right into her tea and the place exploded in joy. And of course, Sona, miserable, and then you said we're here. And yeah. that's what we're starting off. It's too oh, good God. not to kick it off. Yeah, that's a great, we should kick off every episode with me just having thrown something unhygienic into your tea. Come on, man. <laughs> no, I think that's a bad idea. First of all, you tried this. Well, you know, It's a giant wad of paper. Yeah, thank you. It's an audio oh. medium. <laughs> I did this. You're like a mime. And then I did this. <laughs> uh, I got, I'm, I'm I think just mad. I don't know how to react. Chapstick's better. It. That was fantastic. The Can chapstick I, went right into your tissue. It made a satisfying clink and then a splosh. Oh, yeah, yes. you were happy about that? I, I'm not unhappy. Okay. 
Oh, you should try and, can you isolate the sound of it going in? Let's play that now, see if you can hear it. Stop doing it! Yeah, that's cool. That's fantastic. What a great- That's ASMR. Yeah, and also, you're still gonna use that lip balm, aren't you? Well, I'm gonna use the chapstick, but I can't drink my tea. Why not? Because of all the germs that are on that chapstick. That's a hot tea. All the germs are dead. That doesn't, that's not Wait, how it and works. And the germs on the chapstick that you put on your lips? Yeah. It's that... on the tube outside. That's why there's a lid, Gourley. <laughs> oh, wow. So it, oh, so when you walk it's a around. Cap. It's and not even a... When you walk around and you see like dog shit on the sidewalk, you take out your chapstick and you just roll it around in the dog shit? What <laughs> are you doing that's so toxic? The exterior of the chapstick touches so many different surfaces and it's no, picking it up germs. What are you doing with your chapstick? Yeah. It's everywhere. It's on this table. What was on this table? Why are you shouting? Because I'm so angry right now because I you really still, wanted to drink that tea. But you can still drink the tea. It's fine. I promise you it's fine. You won't get sick or anything. The tea is fine. How would, what are you, why are you acting like my you know things? My father is a microbiologist. microbiologist. Would you say Marco? <laughs> my father, my father is Marco Polo. <laughs> you, drink, you drink my tea. I would happily drink your tea. And I'll Pass use your over. chapstick. Pass it over. I, I will, use my chapstick. I'm going to use your chapstick and then drink your tea. Don't use my chapstick. Well, yep, I don't know about go. your lips. Come oh, on, now you can't use it. God, I hope you get my herpes. I really do. <laughs> I really do. I wish I had an outbreak oh, right I now. I would kill for herpetic sores. <laughs> <laughs> then I'd get some sympathy from the showbiz community. <laughs> you two are disgusting human beings. <laughs> Come mm. on. Oh, stirring the tea oh, with God. the chapstick. <laughs> mm. Oh, my God. Mm. Uh, let me see if I can re- recreate that sound. Oh, oh almost. <laughs> I, how did I miss I know, it? It was inches I, away. I, I held it. You know what's crazy? I swear to God, I held it an inch from an open wide mouth teacup. Gigantic cup. And I swear to God, it's, it's here we go. Oh, that's a lovely sound. I love that sound. You love ruining things for me. Don't leave it in there. Oh, it looks fun. It's like a little boat. Come on. Oh, my God. Anyway, uh, Sona, tea's not good for you. That's all. Uh, What? (laughs) Same with chapstick. Yeah. It'll kill you. Um, What are you guys? You guys don't know anything. Yeah, my dad's a Marco by Bulldogist. <laughs> Thanks for sticking up for me. Of course he knows. His dad's a Mikro Mac Bogdanovich. Uh-oh. I hate Ooh. this place. God, you know what? When Sona Force laughs like that, that means she really is mad. Seems like it. Are you yeah. really mad? No. I could have another tea brought in here. By David. I, I don't know. Do not make David bring in tea for me. David. No, no don't do Someone it. Someone get David. Don't do it. I won't allow, I won't not, I will not take tea that David brings me. Why? Because we're peers and it just You're weird. Not peers. To He's just... your replacement. You still are above him in the chain of things. That's not true. I There's can't no fire way, Dave... him. What you could, if you told me David's got to go, he'd be gone like that. Can I that. fire David? Yeah. Can yeah. I, fi- I can fire David? Yeah, Dave, where is David? David. Just David. Try, try it and see if it works. David. No, try firing yeah. him. Yeah. Okay, Tell I'm me see if it. it works. Yeah, see if it works. David, come on in here. David. David. And David. You better David. have tea. They're going to pull this up. What? <laughs> you know what, David? Pack your shit up. You're fucking done here. I'm so sorry. Okay, you can assist, Conan. <laughs> no, no, no. Please that come back. You... Please no, come back. David. Quick question. You are the assistant that was hired because Sona was no longer really assisting me that wow. much. Wow, okay, I want maternity she's... leave. Well, okay. whatever. I had babies, I had twin babies. I still don't buy this whole maternity excuse, but anyway. <laughs> <laughs> only so only two babies? 
at once and you get time off. I think three babies at once should get you out of work. But anyway, David, um, Sona said that she can't ask you to get her tea. I ruined her tea. I don't know if you, do you even listen to the podcast when you're up there? I had other things. (laughs) What were you doing? I was talking to Paula and Gina. Okay. Really important things about like your calendar and like your podcast bookings and stuff. So anyway, uh, I brought you in here for it to be fun and interesting and that was awful. Uh, I, (laughs) well, it's like you have a lot of dates coming where you're busy. Uh, That's okay. I'm very busy. We were working on it. Popular celebrity. Anyway, um, definitely A list or top B list. (laughs) A B, B, a B, a B B rising. Anyway. I ruined Dee. Sona's tea by throwing a chapstick into it. Well, that wasn't nice. Thank uh, you, it's kind of funny. Think about it again and then think about your job. Um, uh, <laughs> that was, that's hilarious. <laughs> so anyway, and then uh, I said, well, just David will get you another tea because she doesn't want to drink this tea. And then uh, she said, I can't do that. And I said, why not? And she said, because David's a peer. And I honestly don't, I think you're great, David. You're amazing. Thank but you. I do so you think can stop of, there. No, no, I think yeah. Sona's- Thank you so much. Isn't Sona a click above you? Uh, yeah. No, yeah. I don't think so. Do you think that Sona could fire you? No. No, I don't think I could. You know, I'm thinking about well, it now. I don't. No, if Sona's called you up and said you're out and don't and lose Conan's number, I would call you then. You'd call yeah. me and you'd be rehired immediately. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're yeah. right. Sona can't fire I you. I can't fire. But also, um, he's your he's your assistant. So why would he be bringing me tea? I would bring you a tea as like a friend. Yeah, yeah you can but, ask people as a friend. Yeah, but I could just wait and then go get myself. You know what? Tea. This tea is seriously fine. It had a chapstick floating in it, but it's not like the chapstick was contaminated. I have or anything. a big problem with that. With just foreign objects landing in my drinking beverages. I remember this from New York when Sona refused to ride in a New York cab because she said oh, anyone yeah. can have sat in those seats. And I was thinking, what are you talking about? You, when you travel the world, you're constantly getting in transportation and sitting on things where someone else has sat. She said they were covered in jizz, I believe, yes, was that, the actual well, Yeah, a lot, lot of other things, a lot of fluids. Yeah, but the good thing about jizz is it forms a protective coating when yeah. it hardens. Oh, uh-huh. yeah. <laughs> what? Yeah. It's like a it's layer? like a shellac. Most sneeze guards are made out of dried jizz. Oh, That's true. <laughs> That's a true fact. That's true. Yeah. Come on. Yeah, Most they the, use yeah. them. It's porn no. runoff, and then they harden, and they cut them into sheets, and they're used as sneeze guards. Porn runoff? Yeah, they have little channels in the floors when they shoot porn, and it collects all the extra semen, and then that's laid out in sheets. It dries. It's cut into sheets, and then it's made into sneeze it's guards. In the, they're in the condoms. That's where the jizz no, is. No, that's why during COVID, so many plexiglass things were in need, and the porn industry just rose. <laughs> yeah. Okay. It, yeah. Oh, all right. We're doubling down on it. But it's... Yeah. But it's it, it, Jizz isn't Some clear. Some churches have mistakenly used a stained glass window. I'm just, I, I went too far. Okay. But what I'm saying is it can be used as a glass. Um, and it should be recycled. Let's know, have I a am, happy, healthy am, earth. I'm also taking an Uber home today. So, I mean, Ubers are basically taxis now. Yeah. So it just kind of, I don't know, for some reason, Ubers, I'm like, yeah, it's cool. It's like my friend's car. And then taxis, I'm like, yeah. So. Sorry to cut off your story by enjoying this wonderful, you know what? And I have chapstick. I don't wear chapstick. And you think you can tell because my teeth are like just shredded old snakes. Your teeth? What have your teeth teeth got to do with it? My teeth and my lips. I love when you misspeak. I do. I really enjoy it. I love when you say the wrong thing. It must be really fun. Yeah, it is fun. To watch a man's brain decay. (laughs) And then two years from now when I'm gone. Yeah. And neurologists are saying you could watch the whole thing fall apart when you listen. When you listen to the podcast, you can see it all happen. Mm. And and you're laughing. It's funny. And Liza's there yeah. weeping. She would be laughing. We would all be laughing. We'd <laughs> yeah, be like, yeah. remember when he said 
teeth instead of lips, and yeah. we would laugh remember, about it. Remember and when your he said body he accused would be you right of there. having public display of affection, but he called it a PDF? Oh, I don't remember that. <laughs> Do you remember Blink 187? That was me. No, no, it was him. Yeah, but I think I said it was me, and then it got written in I just, history that way. Yeah, no, no, it was me. But I just think Blink 187 is an improvement. You know, it's <laughs> come on. No, I just knock it up a few numbers. You know. <laughs> Can I just say, last week, Conan asked me where his sunglasses were, and they were in his hand. Oh, my oh, God. I but love see, that. what I'm saying is, if, if there's a neurologist listening, if you're listening, mm -hmm. and you are, this is your field, I do think that I misspeak more than I used to, and I think that there could be an issue here, and everyone's laughing, mm -hmm. and later on, David, you're going to feel pretty, pretty bad. Didn't the we way have a neurologist on to discuss this very thing, like someone called in? Remember? I don't know. I forget. Oh, no. Oh, no. Wait, is this how you ask for medical advice? Yeah, Instead of just free. going to a neurologist, you're like, hey, any listeners, can you guys just listen <laughs> to the podcast? Sourcing free medical <laughs> care. I could just go down to the hospital and get it checked, but instead I'm going to ask a bunch of strangers I also checking want a, your credentials. I also want a pair of bootleg jeans. <laughs> <laughs> I want him with a gold stitch. Come on, let's get on it, people. So All right, let's get into it. We have a... Uh, what a dumb opening that was. I know. And for, you know what? And for this person specifically, he deserves better. He does deserve better, but he's not getting it. My guest today is a hilarious actor and comedian, starred in such movies as Billy Madison, The Waterboy, and Uncut Gems. I think people know who we're talking about now. Now you can see him in the new Netflix movie, Spaceman. <laughs> you still don't know they say their name in the beginning of the episode. I do know. And I just know that. It's written in the title. Here comes the big surprise. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, my God. <laughs> Someday I'm going to listen to this podcast. <laughs> I'm excited he's here today. You won't guess it. Adam Sandler, welcome. I passed your house again, maybe two days ago. Screamed oh, yeah. out, Conan. You always yell. I tell people this. No one in L.A., everyone lives near each other, but no one, everyone lives behind a hedge. Yes. And everyone's real cool about where everyone else lives. And one of my favorite things is this man, when he's outside your house, he'll go, Cody! Yeah. Cody! I do. It. And, and, my, and my kids wait for me to say it now. They just go, all right, he's going to do his thing. I go, Conan! Conan! And then they go back to tell me something yeah. in their life. And then the times that you've come over, when you come over to my house, the first thing you say is, I got to go. <laughs> I'm no, not no one want, no one wants me here. I'm like, no, people are very happy to see you. Uh, yeah. Everyone's happy to see you. The party was great. It was the nice. Christmas bash. We had a good time. Perfecto. Yeah. I was... saw your son as a big boy now. Yeah, he grew Can't fast. Can't believe it. What a nice guy, though. Sweet, he's nice. sweet as hell. He doesn't, did good. Doesn't you... love his old man. That's for no, sure. No, no, he's running away. <laughs> running away from that. <laughs> Oh, man. I wish you had been here for, because a good friend of yours was on this podcast, Jim Downey. All our favorite. We, Everybody. We put him as the number one. When Downey gave you a joke for one of your skits, I, for me, I was like, oh, my God, Downey gave me gold. Were you like that, too, with yes. Downey? Yeah. When he gave you something? If you could get his attention. Yes. Because yes. he liked to stay in his office with the door shut. Yeah. And we'd all wait for him. Yes. 
And Schneider oh, was yeah. the most aggressive. And he always figured out a way to get in there. I don't know if it was because he's small or what, but he like <laughs> went in through the keyhole. <laughs> but we were always mad, like, God damn it, how did Schneider get in there? Yeah, they got good. They, and he, then the yeah. door would open and Downey would come out and I'd go, oh, hey, Jim. So I had this idea and he'd be like, walk with me, Coney, walk oh, with me. Yeah. And, and walk with me meant follow him to the bathroom. Yes, He'd yes. use the urinal and I'd yeah. stand next to him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'd be like, yeah, so anyway, it's a, it's a caveman and he finds a time machine and uh-huh, uh-huh, flush washing the hands right right then door shut and then i could hear schneider in there again <laughs> yeah 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 ah, where, were, where are we ordering in from <laughs> yeah no but i, I think back on those days a lot with a lot of fondness because you were the most enthusiastic mm. person back then yes you were so enthusiastic and your attitude was we're at saturday night live yeah this is amazing let's get milkshakes oh, Remember, oh, you, oh yeah you loved milkshakes yes, yes. this is the and then they'd bring food in you they'd go pay like, for them you couldn't believe it yeah <laughs> it's like you're everything was so wondrous to you do you know what i mean and now yes, it's like yes. okay the netflix jet is here whatever it's like yeah, yeah. Uh, there's a time <laughs> when you're young yeah, yeah and you're yeah. only that young once i I was 23, yeah. yeah. Were you 23 when you got on that show? I think I would have been 24 when what? I got started. I uh, I have this memory of it's like high school of when the day people first showed up. So I remember you showing up, you were very excited and very confident. Spade was nervous. He, he stayed up late though. Schneider, I remember Schneider used to always say to David, you know, we're here all Tuesday night. Try to stick, try to stick around, you know, in Spade. <laughs> around 11, you'd see Spade like, my neck hurts, man. I'm going, I'm going home. <laughs> <laughs> but we did stay late. You always stayed late. I would sleep there, yeah. Yeah, we like, had the best. Those mornings when you'd wake up nuts and your stomach hurt from a whole night of being no sleep, but it was, and then the read-through was around three o'clock or four o'clock yeah, or something. Yeah. You were so off. Like an idiot, when you're that young, you think, this is cool. I'm like a fighter pilot. Yeah, <laughs> you know, that's true. Because I was, I was so, in, I was so wanted to be, I want to be the fastest gun. I want to be on the edge. I didn't sleep for two days. I mean, I did these these two women who were my roommates in Williamsburg, Brooklyn, Lynette and Anya, and I'd come in and I'd almost like bragging, like, I haven't slept in 52 hours. And they'd be like, oh my, you should just go to bed. You know, my stool is a white gel. <laughs> like, like um, I think this is cool. And, yeah. and it's just, uh, and then I realized later on, you don't do good work <laughs> when you haven't slept. Yeah, and that's true. I had terrible. I mean, but we were we were just and then making sure that they typed it up right. Remember, because it was back before computers. I think me yes, and you it were doing. You handed, you wrote it on a on a legal it, pad, on a yellow pad. We'd say we'd write it and hand it to anybody. Claire, I remember, used mm -hmm. to work there. A bunch of people, you hand your skid in, and if there was a, a word off. We're all sleep deprived, and some of us have bad handwriting anyway. Right, exactly. And then, so these very nice people would come up to oh us God. And at 10 o'clock or 11 o'clock in the morning, yeah. and, we, and they'd say, what is this? Yeah. Is this word right here? Yeah, yeah. And usually it was a filthy sketch. You'd have to right. say, uh, that's <laughs> masturbation jizz machine. <laughs> <laughs> it's very nice, you know. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I, I know. 35-year-old nice... woman would go, mm, okay, all right. Uh, <laughs> but you, you, I had probably told you this before, but when you got the show, when we found out you were hosting the show and taking, uh, you know, over for Letterman, right? 
Is that what it was? Mm-hmm. Letterman? Yeah. Um, it was uh, unanimous with our reaction. Everyone was like, oh, wow, yeah, that's great. There was nobody going, oh, shit, why come I didn't get that? And blah, blah. Everybody who it was Conan's name, everybody just went, yeah, wow, that's perfect. What a great idea. You were you were sharper than everybody wrote wrote the coolest shit. And, uh, but you, you, you never came across nervous. Like I remember watching your first night. Mm-hmm. Who, who, who was the guest? It was Goodman. It was uh, Goodman was the first guest, and then Drew Barrymore. Drew Barrymore. Wow. And then uh, uh, Tony Randall. Right. Came Tony out Randall, like wearing yeah. like a tuxedo. Uh-huh. And then he and I sang Edelweiss. Oh wow. We wanted to on the first show tell everybody this is the kind of show it's going to be. Right, right, right. So he and I sang Edelweiss, and they cut to the crowd, and there was a weeping Nazi. And <laughs> we, we just yeah. wanted to tell everybody like this right. this is this you, what this show is gonna be. Cool. Um, we were all pulling for you, all knew you were the best and, and uh like we were like, Wow, it's official. You you you're that guy now. That that was it didn't it's so funny, it doesn't feel that way for the longest time. You still feel like you're auditioning every night in the in the beginning. Yeah, yeah for yeah. a long time and um but I remembered you had, had uh we all knew you were really funny, but Robert Smigel immediately knew that you were fantastic. And the other person, this is really interesting, is Jim Downey is such mm-hmm. a giant brain. What's interesting is, remember Jim Downey sort of looking at you and yeah, saying, yeah. it's funny because you're doing like your take on a Jerry Lewis sometimes, right, right. but don't be fooled. I think he's smarter than any of us. <laughs> like that, that was his analysis which I thought was very fascinating because people that took some of the buffoonery at face value didn't understand. Yeah, yeah, sure. That there's that you're a was, really smart motherfucker. <laughs> and, uh, and in my are, own and, way. In your no, I yeah. mean, but you are. You've always been, and and that was always the plan. That okay, I'm, this is what I'm doing now, but then I'm gonna start laying other stuff in, and yeah. actually which I didn't even know at the time, but I would talk to you and you would talk about serious acting uh-huh. and you knew you could do it. I think I did, uh, when I did The Wedding Singer, mm-hmm. I probably was like, yeah, let me try not to be too goofy in this movie just to may- maybe slowly ease into doing other stuff one day. Of course, uh, PTA, he's the one who put me in like a- That's Paul series. Thomas Anderson. Paul Thomas people. Anderson. Oh, okay. Not the PTA guys, committee. Yeah. The P- <laughs> yeah, well, he's the guy who helped me get into uh, doing just a straight up serious movie. But uh, I, in my head, I knew I I could eventually handle something like that, and I should do something like that. I I always my family when I first moved to went to NYU acting, mm-hmm. my grandmother was always like, "You're you're the next James Caan. You're the next James Caan." She always used to say that to me. So. Part of that line made me go, oh, shit, I better do some real uh, movies, too, one day so my grandmother can accept this uh, life. (laughs) (laughs) James Conn. I probably told you this, but I met James Conn when I was young. I was on the Paramount lot. Mm -hmm. I'm walking. I had an audition, and James Conn is with his buddies throwing a football around, and he had a black eye. And I was like, oh, shit, you get a, a famous James Conn kind of fight or something. But uh, but he was just, he was shooting misery and he had the makeup on. Oh, he on. had the makeup, right. And so I was like, oh, fuck. I didn't realize it until like a year later. I said, like, oh, shit, that's why I had to. But I walked by him and I said, I got to say something to James Conn, man. And so uh, I did that douchebag kind of walk up to him, see everyone going, what the fuck? He's having fun, James Conn, throwing a football. Why is this guy interrupting? And I said, hey. My uh, grandmother said, I'm the next you. He goes, what? I said, my my grandmother said, I'm the next you. And he goes, you don't want to be me. Oh, wow. He was one of the, you know, people talk about who are the coolest people Mm -hmm. ever 
in movies. Was he on your show? Oh yeah, James Kahn was on the show. And what I remember is you could, uh, even as even when he was getting older, you could take a carpenter's level. Tell me if I'm right. You could put a, take a carpenter's level and put it on his shoulder and yeah. the bubble would go right to the middle. He had the craziest <laughs> yeah. straight, and you can see it in The Godfather. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, yeah. there's a lot the of suits, scenes where, yeah. where Sonny's wearing uh, like a, what was known or the, what is a wife beater t-shirt, but he's just got like the white strap on yeah. t-shirt. And look at his shoulders. His shoulders yeah. are just crazy. He's got that ridge of fluff. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then the fluff. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. A little bit of fluff there. He he would keep little treats in there for later. He's got a little start, a lot of little lifesavers and a starburst. But no, I, I've met him, and I, you know, the times that I've met anyone, anyone from that, The Godfather. Yeah. I lose my mind a little bit. And they all love him too. They all like, of him, all, yeah. All, all, all the Godfather guys would be, when you say his name, they're like, oh, he just had a coolness about him. And he did, he would fight anybody. He did have that go time kind of like <laughs> if somebody says the wrong thing. Oh, no. He looked like a guy who would drop his sandwich and punch you if that was called yeah, I had to. I had to do that. <laughs> <laughs> So no, where else can you go surfing and skiing the same day, huh? I don't know. Or check out a world-class art museum and then camp at a dark sky sanctuary that night, huh? Yeah. Yeah, where else can you hike through Redwoods and then get a luxury spa treatment? Where? Well, you live there, California. <laughs> California, Sona. No matter where California. you go across the state, you'll find a way to play. I'm a California resident, so are you. Sona, you are a lifelong California resident. I'm a lifer. I love this place. This is a beautiful state. Gorgeous. So many different, wonderful ecosystems in one state. You can hang out by a Palm Springs pool. You know, you can go whale watching. You can go hiking in Yosemite. And then uh, talk about the great cities in California. You get all this amazing food, sushi, whatever you want. They got it in California. Hey, if you can't find it in California, man, you got a problem. Yeah. I shouldn't have done that. I made that up on my own. Anyway, I love California. Discover why California is the ultimate playground. Head to visitcalifornia.com to start planning your trip today. You know, it's incredible to have the flexibility to work in all sorts of places, whether it's taking video calls from the park, or emailing large files while you're grocery shopping. Sona, this is good for you. Is it? Because you're always doing whatever work you do for me from fun locations. But I like blaming it on not having reception. I know, but you can't do that here. Working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network, which is why you should check out T-Mobile, Sona. Okay. Then you got no excuses. They're America's largest and fastest 5G network. With T-Mobile, you'll be covered in more places with the 5G speed you need for your life on the go. Plus... They also cover more highway miles with 5G than anybody else. Check it out if you don't believe me. Hey, Blay, you've got T-Mobile, right? I do. I was actually just up in the woods in Idlewild. It was fantastic for the weekend. And uh, my T-Mobile didn't miss it. My T-Mobile phone didn't miss it. You know, I wouldn't think you'd need a cell phone because you speak so loudly into a microphone. (laughs) Well, I had to look some stuff up. Just take it. Just take it down. I didn't know what brunch was. I can hear him. When the restaurant's open for brunch. Okay. uh, So I used uh, my T-Mobile coverage to check out brunch. That's all right. 
Anyway, wherever you are, you know, take it from the loud speaking Blay. If you're on the go, you want to be in the know, you want to make the show. What? Uh, T-Mobile. Okay. That's the one for you. That was I should weird. have rhymed it with go. Anyway, find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. Fastest based on median overall combined 5G speeds according to analysis by Ookla of Speed Test Intelligence Data Q3 2023. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform and one source of truth. This is unbelievable. I've been talking about this idea for years. I know. I want you to explain it more. I can. Okay. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required access from anywhere. I had this idea years ago. (laughs) I was telling people no one listened to me. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems. Remember when I said that? Yeah. Because you've got one unified, unified business, business management, management suite. suite. You yes. said that. Yeah. And you're improving efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math, man. Yeah. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. Backed by popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. Head to netsuite.com slash Conan, netsuite.com slash Conan. I'm going to say it one more time just for emphasis, netsuite.com slash Conan. I'm always that way. I don't want to bother these people. I get you said you were that way about McCartney. McCartney, I ran what ha- past tell, McCart- What happened? McCartney was at a restaurant the other night, and it's actually my friend's restaurant. Mm-hmm. Everybody knew he was coming. I was with my wife and her friends and uh, my friends, and they were like, you've met McCartney. Go say hello. I said, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I got up. I saw a side shot of his head. He was eating. And I was like, hey, come on, man, just say hello. And then I saw Ringo was at the table too and he looked up and I went I can't fucking handle it and I just kept going and I ran past him and all my friends are like what happened and then my wife goes go back in you're gonna never forgive yourself go and I said yeah you're right went back in saw the side shot he was talking to his wife I think I just fucking get walking <laughs> faked faked the hand wash in the bathroom then I was like what are you doing man go fucking do this just this say is hello. amazing I love it just, you're Adam Sandler the Adam Sandler did and you know what else didn't help other people were watching Adam Sandler be nervous <laughs> And they were just going, is he going to fucking talk to McCartney or not? And I just bolted out and got. But you know, I I get it because I, someone like that, I think he's been famous since about a year before I was born. And when I say famous, like the most, one of the foremost famous faces in the world. And then. Lunchbox in the house. Yeah. There are people that I have no problem walking up to. Uh-huh, yeah. And sometimes I really give them attitude. Like, look, you're a C-lister at best, so I'm going to say hi. You know, I'm a real dick about it. Obama. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you were president. Now I'm president. Conan, that doesn't make sense. Um, you've never been president? Uh but anyway, um, yeah, I, I, I would not. Uh, athletes do that to me. Some superstar athletes where everybody says, go over, say hello. Oh, the worst was uh, KG. I went to a Clipper game with Kevin Garnett. Mm-hmm. And after the game was it, it was ending, he was on the Clippers. 
He knows them all. He's like, let's go back and say hi. I said, no, 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 man, you go. He goes, come on, come on, man. I go, no, 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 I don't want to go in the locker room, man. He goes, come on, man, and blah, blah, blah. I go in there just feeling so goofy. They're all, you know, the, the clothes are off. I'm in there just after a game. Just there's no reason Adam Sandler's in the locker room. They're all <laughs> hugging KG. Mm -hmm. I'm staring at him, giving some head nods, and then somehow, <laughs> somehow it was me alone for a second they spread out and me and Kawhi was in there just kind of sitting there thinking about the game and i'm just <laughs> standing there just me and Kawhi, and i'm just like yeah this is a this is a bad moment for Kawhi. <laughs> <laughs> didn't say nothing just just froze i was just thinking about this because i think he was uh, he was on tv last night but it was uh joe buck came up to me i was at a bar uh -huh. with a friend and joe buck walks up to me and he's with John Elway. Yeah, that's cool. And, uh, but John Elway doesn't say anything and Joe Buck is just like, oh man, I always love coming on your show. And when we were chatting and John Elway isn't saying anything and isn't really making eye contact with me. And then Joe Buck's like, well, anyway, we're, you know, I think our table's ready, but so great to see you. And I'm like, yeah, good to see you too. And he walks away and John Elway is left standing, looking at me for one second and he looks at me and he goes, we're fans. And then walks away, and it was, Aww. and it was so clear to me he doesn't know who the fuck. I am. <laughs> and I yeah. respected him for it. Yeah, yeah. I respected him, but just the generic is, we're fans. And it's like, first of all, who's we? Because Joe Buck is gone. <laughs> Do you mean America? <laughs> yes. Do you mean the Elways? The Broncos. You mean the NFL? Yeah. Um, we're fans. And then zing, and he's gone. <laughs> But now you've got the thing where you have that on the other side. You know, I saw, I was there, part of a group of people uh, honoring you and watched you when you got the Mark oh, yeah. Twain Prize. And um, it was just funny to see how many people came out and how you're that guy to them, you know, if you're, uh, you know what I mean? Like they're, they're, uh, you know, like a Pete Davidson is right, right, telling yeah, stories yeah, about, yeah, oh shit, there's Adam Sandler. That's funny. Yeah, so, we're, we're those guys now that to, to the, the young, the young guys. Yeah. He's, he's, he's a funny bastard. That kid, he's always texting. He, he, he's just, uh, he's enjoying his life. And then also he nervous. certainly seems to be yeah. he enjoys it, but he's <laughs> nervous about it. And he's, he's, but he's very nice kid. And yeah, I don't know. We that was quite a weekend, man. You you were such a great man to me because I was so uh, not enjoying it the first. Why day. weren't you enjoying? It? So you get this I big get honor, tense, the Mark tense, Twain tense. Prize, and everyone turns out, and it's going to be at Kennedy Center. And when I just, I, I ran into you, oh, I checked yeah. in yeah. Uh, at the hotel in, the in Georgetown in the lobby, mm -hmm. and I walked through, and I'm thinking, well, I guess I'll see Adam at some point, maybe when I go up on stage to give my speech. <laughs> yeah. And I see you standing, as you always are, in basketball shorts and <laughs> in the lobby uh, alone. And I go up and I go, what's going on? You're like, oh, I don't know, Coney. Yeah. <laughs> and you were you were in a, a bit of a well. Like you I were just the, get nuts with when I have all my family, all all friends. And, and then all, and the thing was bugging me the most was I knew everybody came because they would do. I felt like everyone was doing me a favor. So I was like, God damn, this is a weekend. Everybody would probably like to have their own weekend. I really wanted my own weekend. <laughs> <laughs> you, but you, you made it. You, you said, we all want to be here. It's good. Let's just enjoy it. And I, sw I swear to God, it was like five o'clock at night on the Friday. Mm -hmm. And I went, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Let me just, this is a once in a lifetime well, thing. Also, it's, it's, yeah. Take a second. You're such a workaholic. 
Yes. You're working all the time. You are too. Yeah, but it's good to take a moment every now and then and say, okay, yeah. this is nice. All, all your friends turned out. Yeah. Um, and it was really- It was uh, a great time. It was a really we, good time. We all hung. All but I don't know if you're this way. I would always hate it when my, if I knew family was in the audience. Yeah. Oh, they yeah. would always say, yeah, we're, we're coming. We're going to be in the late night audience. And I'd say, well, why don't you just, I say this to my brother, Neil. I'd say, well, just, just uh, hang out in the dressing room and you can watch it. No, 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 I want to be in the crowd where everyone else yeah, is. And I'd I say know. like, I'd kind of, I'd kind of prefer it if you were, uh, cause I can see everybody. And if I, if I can see you in the crowd, yeah. it's weird that my brother's there and I'm trying to be a talk show host. I and know. you're the guy who beat the shit out of me when I was five. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> Uh, and took more than your share of the sugar cereal. So uh, I don't, uh, yeah. there's, there's six Pop-Tarts and there's six kids. And so you come down, there's only three Pop-Tarts. No one's had any and Neil's got crumbs on his belly and he's laughing at all of us. But but I would say to him, like, I would really prefer, and he would look me and go like, nah, yeah, no, yeah, that's yeah. what this is what I like. That's and then funny, he'd just yeah. be there. And then, yeah. of course, he would always find a way to talk to the celebrity guest backstage. Uh, oh, uh, Mary Tyler Moore. It's so uh, nice <laughs> to see you. Comes uh, Neil. Uh, so uh, uh, when you worked on a show called uh, Bennigan's Revenge in 1966, <laughs> it premiered in color, but then the second season was in black and white. Why was that? He, he has that kind of mind. That's amazing. He went up to Elvis Costello and was like, hey, I saw you at Live Aid. I was in the crowd. Oh, wow. And then I was thinking, the crowd at Live Aid? <laughs> That's a big crowd. <laughs> I was there. At Wembley Stadium? <laughs> no, I was, uh, I was wearing a blue T-shirt. <laughs> uh, remember? Uh, yeah, no, they changed, they changed my vibe, too. My, my, my dad told my mom. My dad came to see me in Boston one night when I was doing stand-up, and I just was getting going, mm-hmm. and I was cursing a lot. And, uh, and my father, no matter what, even when I did bad, he was oh, that was terrific. You were great. Terrific. And uh, I'd say, that thing I said, blah, 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 didn't do well, huh? He'd be like, ah, it was terrific. You'll figure it out. But he would say, don't have mom come see you. And, <laughs> and, then, and so my mother, every time I had a show, my mom would go, your father says I shouldn't come. I, I, do you want me to come? I'd be like, well, dad, dad said not to do it. Maybe it's better. And then my, I did my album, and it was filthy, and my father played my mother the record. She, he listened to it first, and then my mother would tell me, I listened to track one, five, and 11. <laughs> Those were the ones that daddy said I can listen to. <laughs> but I did change my vibe. Whenever my parents or my family, there's something about all my act as a stand-up, I, I don't really tell the truth ever. Yeah, I have the start of the truth and do some sure. goofy joke. And... Anytime I've looked out at a family member and I start my joke, they have a look of like, this isn't true. Yeah. And so it throws my head off. I'm like, oh, God damn it. <laughs> you know, my mother never came to see me do stand up because that was the instructions. But I, uh, <laughs> my, 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 I opened for Seinfeld. Seinfeld was cool. He, he liked me, let me open for him in Boston one night. And mm-hmm. my parents are in New Hampshire. And, uh, to open for Seinfeld, I don't think he told me to, but I, I said, oh, well, he doesn't curse, so I can't curse. And I told my dad and mom, hey, I'm doing Seinfeld. Whoa, that's a big deal. And they were so excited. I said, uh, I'm doing 15 minutes before he, he goes on if you guys want to come and I, because I'm not allowed to curse. And so my father's like, Judy, we'll go. And I, they both came. And I had, because it was a clean set, 
I wasn't used to it. And I fucking ate it for 15 minutes. And my poor parents were watching me just fail miserably. Uh And then Seinfeld went on and it was fucking, you know, two hours of destruction. And just the whole car ride home is like, and how about when he said... And I was like, yes, that was very good. And my mother's like, you'll get there. You'll get, you'll get there. That's nice. I love that your, your dad is, uh, you know, the production company logo that always comes mm-hmm, up mm-hmm. is the golf ball. A terrific. And yeah. then, and then terrific. Yeah, exactly. And uh, I guess that was your dad's, yes, everything yes. was terrific. Everything was terrific. Always about your golf swing, about everything. School, you'd give, come home with a report card. Eh, all right, terrific. You're doing okay. You know, that, he had a great attitude. But my dad passed away, and that terrific is actually me. I did it in a microphone, and they lowered it and, and put it in the uh, thing. And my mother, for a long time, thought it was my dad. And oh. happened when Daddy said, and then I, I think I broke it to her recently. I said, that's me. Huh. <laughs> you destroyed it all. <laughs> I don't know. I liked hanging out with uh, your mom yeah. and your sister, and it was just yeah, my was, two sisters. Your two sisters. That's yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, How about when my sister took over the the speech the 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 first night? There's a night before at the at the when you get the Twain Award. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a night before. They have another night, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, your sister came out and like did a set. She did a she did a twenty minute hit. hit. Yeah. yeah, and uh, <laughs> she took over. She made me sit down on stage. Yeah, and... she said, "Get up here," and made you sit. And there yeah. was nothing you could do. Your sister yeah. was in. This was. She Just said, a... "Like this is my moment." <laughs> yes, yeah. and I'm taking it. She and not a didn't try to be funny or, or was funny or also just nice and real didn't have the thing that we have of like i gotta kill she was just like taking her time and telling stories about me and but had me locked in there pretty good but it was it was sweet everybody was nice i love it when i love it when spades like mom has been around yeah i'm sure i've told that story about spades mom it's just i love it when these people that i came along with when their parents are around i love it like i said when your mom's around and i went to uh an event and uh, it was uh, an event that you were throwing for, I think it was a, uh, one of your daughter's bar mitzvah. Oh yeah, the bar mitzvah. Uh, bar yeah, mitzvah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, I'm sitting at a table with uh, oh, yeah, David Spade's, Spades mom, on one yeah. side, his mom's on the other side and sitting across the table from us is uh, Dustin Hoffman. Oh, that's right. And she leans over to me and she says, uh, Conan, that's Dustin Hoffman. And um, I wanna go say hi to him. I love Dustin Hoffman. Uh, he's in my uh, second favorite movie of all that's time. Right. Yeah. And I said, um, oh, that's, yeah, you should say hi to him. She says, yeah, I'm going to go tell him he's in my second favorite movie of all time. <laughs> yeah. And I said, well, you know what you should do, Mrs. Spade, is just say, you're like in my favorite movie of all time. Yeah. I said, what was it? And he said, oh, it's, she was like, Tootsie is my second favorite movie of all time. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm trying to remember. I said, like, well, what's your, you know, and what's she said, I, I, I just said, just say it's your favorite. And she yeah. said, it's, you know, it's not my favorite movie of all time. You know, <laughs> my favorite movie of all time is nine to five. My second favorite movie of all time is uh, is Tootsie, and my third favorite movie, you know, of uh, of all time. And then she she had a third favorite, and I said, just just don't you don't have to say all that. And one of my favorites. You don't have to do it. Just go up to Dustin Hoffman and just say you're my favorite movie of all time, Tootsie. That's all. 
And she looked at me and she said, but it's not my favorite movie. <laughs> and so I said, David, help me here. And David was like, ma, ma, just say, you literally love Tootsie. That's all you have to do. And she was like, all right, all right. So she goes around and there's all this music playing because it's a bat mitzvah. And we, I see her walk around and she goes up to Dustin Hoffman and I, she starts talking and then she holds up three fingers. <laughs> And then she does one and I see her mouthing it and it's not Tootsie. And I see Dustin Hoffman listening like, and he doesn't even know it's David Spade's mom. He just knows it's this older woman. Yeah. Now in my favorite movie, you're not in it. Well, hold on. You're in the list, but not at number one. And I was just dying. Yeah. That's good. Yeah, my mother does the, uh, if I, if someone, Famous is in the room. My mother, uh, I'll introduce my mother. Go, you're wonderful. You're wonderful. Congratulations. And, uh, and thank you so much. You are wonderful. We love you so much. Uh, and then the walk away. And then like, who is that? <laughs> <laughs> this is years ago doing late night, but I had an impromptu party at my house and Jim Carrey just happened to be, and this was like, he had had like five number one movies in a yeah. row and he, yeah. Everywhere he went, there were they had to shut streets down. It was craziness. And he came by my my small late night party in my apartment, and my mom was there. And at one point, I see my mom over in the corner talking to Jim. Uh -huh. And you know, you just get that feeling like, oh, yeah. okay, well, bad, yeah. I hope this goes all right. And then yeah. sooner or later, my mom drifts back to me, and I go, Mom, what were you what were you talking to that guy about? And she went, Well, he um, he wants to, you know, he's in comedy. <laughs> And he's an actor. And I told him, listen to me. My son, a lot of people gave him a lot of guff when he started out, but he kept pushing and he kept pushing and he made it. And if you stick with it, you too are going to make it. And, I, and so I put my hand on my mom's shoulder and I said, mom, she was still working at the time at this law office in Boston. I said, mom, I want you going back to Boston tomorrow and I want you to tell everybody yeah. on Monday gather everyone at Ropes and Gray Law Firm and tell them that you met Jim Carrey and you told him to just stick with it. <laughs> and she was saying, why, why, why is that funny? Why, why would I do that? Who is he, who is he? And I said, just do it, just do it. So then she called me from work why? and she said, well, I didn't know. And you could hear people laughing yeah, in the background. Yeah. Mm. My, mo my mother sat next to Dice Clay on, the, on a flight out and uh, she was just telling me, this nice boy, very nice. We talked the whole flight and very sweet. And you should get to know him. His name is Dice. And he's just very nice. And he's from Brooklyn. And I said, Are you with Dice Clay, Ma? He's a yeah. giant star. Yeah. He, yeah. Well, he's very wise. He's handsome. And then he, Nice head of hair. <laughs> he told me the loveliest little nursery rhyme. <laughs> Hickory dickory dock. The mouse well, he... ran up the cock. <laughs> he was always nice. Every time I'd see Dice after they'd be like, say hi to your mother. Oh, yeah. He was the shit. And then what about fucking uh, Dennis when he would go, what the fuck? But Dennis, what is it? Jimmy Crack, Jimmy Crack Corn. And I don't fucking care. <laughs> And the whole place will go nuts, something like that. Yeah. Did you get along with Dennis back on the yeah, show? He got me on the show. Oh, he was the one that got he, you on the show. Yeah, uh, he called Lauren about me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's nice. He um, was great to me, and he used to take us out before SNL. 
uh, we were just goofy comedians, Schneider and Spade. He used to take us out golfing all the time at Witsit, you know, in, in, in the Valley. And we'd play with him and got to know him. And then he watched our acts and told us, you know, what was good and bad and that, that kind of shit. And then he's like, Sandman. They, he used to call me Sandman. Mm -hmm. He used to call, I think he was like the first guy, uh, they, like they my friends that, yeah. when I was a kid used to call me Sandman and then nobody did that. And I think he used to go Sandman and, <laughs> and, uh, he's like, yeah, you'd be good on the show, Sandman. And then, and then I'd be on the show and I remember I wouldn't, wasn't doing great in the beginning. No, no, it's hard place to get it going, but I, uh, I was definitely um schneider hit big and mm -hmm. some of the youth was starting to get there and i was not getting there and then uh i remember in the hallway he goes i thought this would have caught on by now <laughs> that to like, oh, no, not yet not yet it'll get there yeah, it but you knew you were always pretty confident that you'd get yeah, there right yeah yeah, yeah i guess so yes i kept going but but uh yeah he was great to me he did scare the shit out of you didn't exactly almost like um the, the McCartney thing, like you just, just, uh, you get a little fucking out of your head and nervous and you're going to say the wrong thing to Dennis and guys who were just better than us back in the day. Who else had that? Uh, Phil, Phil, Phil was warm. Phil was warm. He used to Phil make you feel Phil was warm, calm. Phil Hartman, but you'd always thought you didn't know the real Phil. That's right. Phil would walk in and see us and go, keep them flying, boys. That's keep them right, yeah. flying. Okay, yeah, and yeah. then you'd go in and you'd to tell him about a sketch and go and he'd say, what's up, fellas? All right, let's take a look. Got it. You know, and right. he was a machine. He could do it. But it's not like I ever had a heart to heart. With, no, with no, no, no! Never shot the shit for for real. But he, he was he was sweet. He was sweet. Lovitz, Lovitz was pretty goddamn nice to us back in the day. He was funny because John Lovitz just wore his heart on his sleeve. He was who he yeah, was, yeah, and yeah. he had, he was kind of um, uh, it was all there. Like he had no armor, you know. Right. So many comedians have armor, and and John Lovitz That's true. would say, hey, "I've got an idea," you know. He always would pitch you these ideas. Right. Because he always looking for a new catchphrase after the yeah, yeah. after the liar, right. he was always wanting a new catchphrase, and he'd be like, "Yeah, yeah I got a guy did for a character." He says, "Get to know me," yeah, and you'd go, "Yeah, I don't really know." And he'd be like, oh. <laughs> 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 I, I think it'd be really good. Come on, he'd get sort of yeah, yeah. like a kid, and yeah, I yeah. thought, but he was very sweet, really yes, nice yes. guy, yeah. very sweet guy, absolutely. But just felt like kind of uh, a ch like his inner child was exposed. But you know? th those guys were bigger than, because we were younger than them, that we always were a little nervous around. Yeah, them. of course. O always That's just how it works. Whoever, Dana, I'm in awe one. of people, people that were on TV when I was a kid are just always, I mean, they're all <laughs> dying now, but if they were on television or in the movies when I was a kid, I'm in complete awe of them. We owe, it, owe something to them. What I have found is that people can be absolute icons, make the biggest stars in the world. But if they came along five years ago, I'm very happy to meet yeah. them. Yeah, but yeah, they yeah, don't have right. that effect on sure. me. Sure. Yes. Yeah, I'm not like, oh my, oh my God. I Taylor Swift, because what she means to my uh, Your kids, kids. Yeah. I, I get a little fucking uh, jumpy or, or uh, I'm this guy because I don't want to blow up for my kids. So I'm a little like, Taylor, Taylor, you know, like I, I, I talk a little too loud or something. I don't I don't I act as cool as I you can. You yell her name outside her house. Taylor. Taylor. <laughs> talk to me. That, speak to me. Yeah, she's uh, I mean, she's this whole other level now. That seems. is people talk about the the Beatles of it all and, and her just just man. I mean, fuck, so many smash hits. There's not a word my kids don't know. My, my yeah, my my daughter 
It means so much. I know him too, by the way, but they know they know him inside and out. But yeah. uh, I, 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 it's just, remember the Beatles, every fucking song on the record you knew, that's Taylor Swift too. You just, yeah. there's not a song you skip. You go, oh, that one's pretty damn cool. Very few people have hit that level of fame. I For think that it's long? me. Oh, <laughs> oh boy. Taylor. Oh. Hold on. You've been outside with me and people just lose, you know, they're like shouting out different sketches and bits. No, no, yeah. they're just like, do I know you from something? <laughs> How do I know you? Big man. What's up, big man? <laughs> Taylor has called me and said, like, how long will this go on? Uh, how do I handle it? And I go, look, no. you just got to be chill, That's, you know? No. You just got to just, you got to breathe into it. That's what I always happened. say. Never happened. Um, you know, what's very cool is I think you have had an extremely, continue to have an extremely unique career. I'm just, it, it's amazing the vantage point I've had, you know, meeting you that first day you showed up at SNL and then just seeing this body of work that you've made, which is so varied that when people come up to you and they're touched by something you did or they love something you did, there's a lot of people who, they know what's coming. Yeah, you like that one movie. But for you, you never know what it's going to be because you've done so much. You've done so much stuff that's affected sure. people in different ways. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, shit, the latest, that Leo movie. Leo is Michael. Yeah. My daughter's obsessed. Oh, yeah? She yeah. loves that. And it's such a good movie because I've watched it with her three times that's now. That's fantastic. Yeah. yeah, it's like a joke bag. Feels she great. Bill Burr, Michael crushed you. it. <laughs> yeah, but also, I'm so uh, happy. That I also love, too, that the the voice you did in Leo. Oh, Bernie. We all know it's, you know, I, my former representation, your former representation, Bernie yeah. Brillstein, yeah. had this uh, just unbelievable voice. I mean, first of all, he looked- You used to do him. You and Smiley used to do him talking about uh, uh, your your Adam West pilot. Yeah, 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 yeah. He was, uh, but- And you do Sandy better than everybody. But, but, but this was this great, Bernie Brillstein was this iconic figure and they don't make him like that anymore. Right. And he wore all black. He was very uh, heavy yeah. guy with a big white beard. And he looked yeah. like like a Jewish Santa Claus with yeah. a with yeah. a ring. And he'd wear dark and he'd say, it's <laughs> slimming. <laughs> like, well, apparently it's not. Oh. But he was, uh, everyone did a Bernie Brillstein impression. And, uh, but you took that voice and then changed it. Yeah. And I, if you had told me this massive hit uh, movie, Leo is coming out. And kids are going to love it. And it's going to be an instant classic. And the main character is the voice of Bernie <laughs> Brillstein. <laughs> uh, uh, that was... I'd have said... You remember that you guys, I think, Smigel used to do Bernie if he was a cannibal? No. <laughs> he used to go, right, you know, he'd be giving advice and be like, this, you have to tell Paramount Fictions. Yeah, whatever he'd be saying. Yeah, he'd yeah, be like, yeah. let me, you have a wonderful head. <laughs> Feel that head for a second. <laughs> it's such a specific. I love a really specific impression. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, he, that was good. That the, the the kids coming up talking about that fantastic feeling. And then you have this. Uh, I just watched it last night. You got the spaceman. Spaceman, which is I really loved it, and it's quite different from other work that you've done. And it's got a great premise. I don't know how much I want to say to give anything away, yeah. but 
it's it's someone who's about as far away from Earth as you can get, right? Who gets uh, some upsetting news yes, and yes. feels like something in his uh, his relationship with his wife has gone wrong, and right. you're literally on the other side of Jupiter. Yes, yes. And then there's this element that comes into the movie that is really fantastic, and you don't expect it. And I thought it was a beautiful movie. That's cool. It really Chloe. did. Great, yeah. great. Yes. The, well, it's uh, this director, great guy, Johan Rank, just a great person. You would love him. He's from Sweden, he he directed uh, Bowie's last video. He, he's like really sh cool, best. I love that video, by the way. I've yes. seen that. I love that video. That's yeah. cool. It looks cool. Is it Bowie? He has great stories about Bowie and and he did Madonna and just 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 cool stuff. And he was a, a singer himself. And he gave me the script and said, and it was very different. And and uh, this guy's visually makes cool shit and let me be in it. And um, I love it like it. you're in this enviable position where you can do whatever you want you can decide you know i'm going to do an uncut gems and work with the safties before that was even a thing you know mm -hmm. and uh and i think you can make a leo then you can come out with spaceman which is very much got like a 2001 yeah. vibe and has a lot of different darker textures in it. And I think, okay, this is this amazing place to be in yes, right now yes, yes, yes. where you can be as goofy as you want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then- I uh, did get lucky there. I don't know how that, I don't know what I'm supposed to do half the time. I'm like, shit, I gotta make a movie. I, w I wanna make a movie. I love making them. What what the fuck am I supposed to do? I just, just want, I like doing comedies. I like when- there's an idea that we're freaking out over and we can't wait to get it, get it going and try to write it and all that shit. Uh, but it's a weird age, right? Now it's a new, new, new age. I don't know what the fuck I'm supposed to really talk about what I'm <laughs> supposed to be, uh, what kind of movie I'm supposed to make right now, but it all, it all eventually gets there. Well, I, I think my take on you is I think your secret weapon. And I like to think I've been this way too, but you've mostly been interested in making, in pleasing yourself mm -hmm. and you decided a long time ago i'm not going to read anything about me and i'm not going to try and make certain people happy yeah. i'm just going to do what i think is uh, it is is right and what i want to do and it's kind of a master class in what more people should do yeah, you know because yeah. i think it has i i think that's a great way to go through especially a comedy career but just make yourself happy yeah, and and if good. you stick to that uh, chances are I mean, the worst thing that happens is you've made yourself happy. And in your case, you've made everybody else happy too. So you, that's a beautiful thing. That it does feel, yes, there are times in, in your career you go, I guess uh, you do something that you weren't a hundred percent sure of. Mm -hmm. And then you just go, oh, I can't ever fucking do that again. That didn't feel good. Like doing whatever make, makes me feel like, at least I like it, like you were saying. And um, it's just, it's just, yeah, lucky, lucky. Me and you are very lucky. How about how long you've been getting to do this and and kill and this this new building you got's the greatest, man. I love it. Yeah, I always wanted a little treehouse. That's what this perfect feels like is like yes. a a very nice treehouse. Yes, um, and uh, it's packed with people who look happy as hell. Yeah, they don't do anything. <laughs> That's all right. Super happy. The checks checks keep coming. <laughs> And uh, every picture on the wall is of me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that feels good. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I, I don't want to keep you any longer, but uh, I'm 
just honored to be your friend. And, Me too, uh, man. I, I love I'm you always. Happy, so happy for you, and and uh, so I'm doing a stand-up special, and I drop your name in it in a good way. Oh, in a good way. <laughs> you have nothing to fear. I, I hate when somebody says that I heard your name at a comedy club. I'm like, oh, geez, oh, that gosh. could go the other way. Yeah, but, but no, this is a good way. <laughs> Friend of Epstein. Oh no. <laughs> um, uh, well, listen, I love you, uh, and I'm so happy for you, and uh, proud of you for you. Just I don't know. You're 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 following your own uh, your own north star. And whatever you're doing is uh, perfection. So, thank you, buddy. Thank you. I love you, Conan. I love Absolutely. you too. Just and, and I love you too, Gorley. What? Yeah. Oh, wait. I, I'm sorry. Different Gorley. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. That, 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 that feels my, better. I didn't have my glasses on. <laughs> okay. <laughs> thank that you. Was close. Thanks. Today's episode is brought to you by Captain Crunch. This has meaning for me, okay? Because I grew up as a child obsessed. My brothers and I were obsessed with sugar cereals. We loved Captain Crunch. And then when they came out with Captain Crunch and Crunch Berries, oh. I just, it was like Oppenheimer. <laughs> I saw a white light and I knew that life had changed forever. And true story, I was just back in Boston visiting my brother, Neil. And not kidding, he is two years older than me. We are grown ass adults. What do we do? We sit down at our kitchen table in Brookline, Mass, and we both crack open a box of Captain Crunch with Crunch oh Berries. Oh my God. And we had it together, multiple bowls, and I was so happy. Oh, it's nice that you have that. It really is. Break away from the ordinary with Captain Crunch and bring back the spirit of adventure to your mornings. Everyday life can be stressful, but I've got to tell you, it's just such a sense memory for me. Not just original Captain Crunch, which is great. Then, Oops, all berries yeah, they came up with. I remember that. Usually I don't eat foods that have oops in the title. <laughs> but when they came up with oops, all berries, I was there. Peanut butter. Oh my God, peanut butter crunch is fantastic. It turns the milk into this cool peanut butter milk. I love it. Join the crew for your next breakfast time crunch venture. That's a word now. Buy Captain Crunch's new Cinnamon Crunch now at a retailer near you and learn more at CaptainCrunch.com. Neil, we made it! <laughs> Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend is sponsored by ADT. Now ADT professionally installs Google Nest products so your home is safe. And smart. You can check in on your home and manage your security systems from virtually anywhere. Google Nest cams can tell the difference between a person, an animal, a vehicle, or with the Nest doorbell, even a package. You can know that there's a package out there. I know. And not a person. You don't have to that do helps. anything. Yeah, sometimes a person rings the doorbell and I think it's a package. Anyway, <laughs> and with Nest Aware as part of your monthly ADT service, you can get 30 days of event video history, even smarter notifications, like when a familiar or unfamiliar face is seen. Plus, when every second counts, you can trust ADT's 24-7 professional monitoring. You can view video of an alarm event and verify or cancel an alarm with just a tap. I'm always setting off alarms accidentally. This is helpful for me. Oh, good. When the most trusted name in home security adds the intelligence of Google, well, you got a home with no worries. Go to ADT.com today or call 1-800-ADT-ASAP. Google, Nest Cam, Nest Doorbell, and Nest Aware are trademarks of Google LLC. I have a tale to tell, and it's an embarrassing oh, tale. And oh, I think these oh, are the ones good. you guys like. These are our favorites. This is a true story. 
I just flew in from Boston. I was seeing my family there. You know, I check out my family. I check out my family. Hey, you guys are looking. <laughs> hey, mom, dad, you guys are looking good. <laughs> Sexy nuclear <laughs> unit. Uh, no, I, I was checking in on my family uh, and uh, seeing my 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 fam, my sibs. And then I go to Logan Airport and I'm going to take the flight from Boston to Los Angeles. You know, you wait in the line to hand your stuff over put it on the conveyor belt. So you're a little distracted, but I'm you know, taking my belt off. They always say you can leave your belt on, but it always sets it off. So now I take everything off. I'm pretty much naked when I go oh, through that thing. No. But I'm taking everything off. I'm putting it down into this bucket. And this very nice kid who's wearing a white sweater and he has glasses and dark hair. And he says, oh, hi, Conan. And he could not have been nicer. He said, your TV show meant a lot to me. Uh, I've listened to Conan O'Brien needs a friend all the time. He is Armenian. Mm. He introduces himself. And I think he said his name was Arman. He could not have been nicer. And he was talking about, beautifully talking about what what the work has meant to him and all that. And I just had like the nicest conversation with him. And he was kind of holding his phone, but we were just about to go through, you know, when you go through the, the, the whatever, the x-ray machine, the magnetic thing. And so he had to put his phone in and I was kind of thinking, I think he wanted to do a photo, but he didn't, okay? Aww. Hold on. But anyway, we go through and I'm thinking, that guy was so nice. Then they they want to look again at one of my bags. Uh, I think it's, you know, how many men travel with nine bottles of hairspray? So it was suspicious. Uh, and it's Aquanet, it's for old women. They don't even make it anymore. And it was I'm like, like that, a two day trip. It was a, it was a day and a half trip. <laughs> And uh, and so and it's all not all for my uh, for my hair. But anyway, um, oh, no, it's, oh. I'm saying I inhale that stuff. It's an incredible high. Uh, shout out to Aquanet. But anyway, um, <laughs> I get through and I get called some of my stuff and I stand up and standing there, uh, white sweater, glasses, dark hair, uh, guy. And I walk up to him and say, hey, let's do a selfie. And he said, um, OK. <laughs> <laughs> and he starts to fish around in his luggage for his camera. And I'm thinking he was just holding his camera and he doesn't seem that interested. What the fuck? That's weird. I thought I was being super nice because he said all those nice things. And he starts to pick it up and he goes, uh, OK. And I went I look at him and I go, wait a minute. Oh, no. It's not that guy. <laughs> I just I swear to God, I just... So this guy who's just a guy who's wearing and I look over and I see the other guy. Listen to me. I see. Listen to me. I'm not kidding. This. I swear to God, this is all exactly happened. I see the other guy. He's wearing a sweater that is practically identical. They look very similar. And he's got glasses. And I see him standing over at a post holding his cell phone. And he's thinking, why wouldn't he take a selfie and, with and me? He's, and I'm looking at this guy and he goes, uh, okay. And he takes a selfie of us. And so look at it from his perspective. He's sitting there waiting for another relative, a girlfriend or whatever to come through. And Conan O'Brien walks up and goes, hey, let's do a selfie. He must and have thought you were insane. He thought I was fucking insane. And so then I start to go, no, no, no. I thought, I thought you were him. And I'm pointing to the other guy. And the other guy isn't even looking at me at that point. He's looking at his phone because he just got a text. And there's no good explanation for why you would walk up to a stranger and say, hey, let, buddy, let's get a selfie. You're going to want this. 
You're gonna want this. So, so somewhere out there, there's a guy who isn't a fan, doesn't care, maybe actively dislikes what I do. <laughs> I came up to him and made him take a selfie, <laughs> and I can, I just, and so then I walk up to the other guy, and I said, "I'm sorry, I thought he was you." And the other guy, I'm just, you know, there's no. Now he just thinks, oh, so all non-celebrities look alike to you. you oh, know? Like, no, I think what happened is there was no first guy and you just got a bad reaction from someone you wanted to take a selfie <laughs> with. And this first guy's your like Fight Club Tyler no, Durden no, guy no, that no, gets no, you no. to do selfies. Nice, nice try. Yes, that I see phantom people. No, I loved, it was so perfect. And I, I don't have photos, but if I could show you a photo of what both of them were wearing, you would laugh because- Some it's, of these it's selfies as, exist though, It's right? as if- it's as if uh, a higher being, God said, this is gonna be really funny. Ugh. I'm sending yeah. down two people who look somewhat alike and they're both uh, in a, and they're both wearing this very similar sweater and, uh, and like dark jeans. So whatever, <laughs> that happened. Oh my God. And I just keep thinking about this guy, just like, okay, where's, where's Sarah? I just gotta wait for Sarah to come through. Hey, hey. <laughs> Let's take a selfie. What do you? Let's do it right now. Come on, get the camera out. Like you're doing him a favor. Like, yeah. hey buddy. Yeah. And now I think I've I should. chosen you. I, hey, guess what? Randomly, every hundredth person gets to win the ultimate lottery. You're getting a selfie with Conan O'Brien. I'm sorry, and you do what? Come on. Late night show, '90s, 2000s, NBC, TBS. Come on. Come on. Podcast. Come on. Come on, get the camera. Let's do. <laughs> Incredible. That's a, that's a, that's just yeah. happened. That happened thirty six hours ago, and I, I, the minute it happened, I said, "These exist." This is why I have the podcast yeah. because this is fresh. That's this great. just oh happened. Hey, buddy. Let's do it. Get the camera out. Let's get that selfie. Uh. I love that you said these two selfies still exist, but that guy probably just deleted it. Oh. <laughs> he he never took it. it. Yeah. 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 He went. He's like, yeah. Oh, yeah, I took oh, it. Oh, there you go. He, and you know what he said? He said, click. <laughs> he said, click. And I was like, I didn't think he pushed the phone. And then I saw him walk up to a trash can and throw his iPhone away. <laughs> And it was the new one. It's the new one with the funny new cord. He, <laughs> he threw it away. Oh, oh God. <laughs> Click. There, you happy now? You irrelevant fuck. Oh, good. A trash can. Funk. Incredible. All right. Oh, my God. Conan O'Brien, a fool once again. Conan O'Brien needs a friend. With Conan O'Brien, Sonam Obsession, and Matt Gorley. Produced by me, Matt Gorley. Executive produced by Adam Sachs, Nick Liao, and Jeff Ross at Team Coco, and Colin Anderson and Cody Fisher at Earwolf. Theme song by The White Stripes. Incidental music by Jimmy Vivino. Take it away, Jimmy. Our supervising producer is Aaron Blair, and our associate talent producer is Jennifer Samples. Engineering and mixing by Eduardo Perez and Brendan Burns. Additional production support by Mars Melnick. Talent booking by Paula Davis, Gina Batista, and Britt Kahn. You can rate and review this show on Apple Podcasts, and you might find your review read on a future episode. Got a question for Conan? Call the Team Coco hotline at 669-587-2847 and leave a message. It, too, could be featured on a future episode. And if you haven't already, please subscribe to Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend wherever fine podcasts are downloaded. You 
haven't heard about the McCrispy yet. Well then, you probably haven't heard the sweet silence after the first crispy bite either. Go try it for yourself to hear the best not sound you've ever heard. Two guys drove to work. Neither guy wore a seatbelt. One guy got a ticket. One guy didn't. The same two guys drove home. One guy wore a seatbelt. One guy didn't. One guy made it home. The guy not wearing his seatbelt didn't. Don't risk it. Click it or ticket. Paid for by NHTSA.